Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. The last time I saw a movie for a dollar, theaters still had balconies for people to neck in. I thought those days were long gone. But then I found out all oh, warehouse movies are now just a dollar a day. We're not talking just one or two movies. We're talking about more movies than anyone else in the world. And everyone is just a dollar a day. Now, if I can only just find a balcony. Right now, rent Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Cobra for just a dollar a day each. It's the best movie bargain since the double feature. The critics agree. The warehouse is entertainment.
welcome to another episode of Living in the Past. I am your co-host, Rob Mahoney. And I am your host, host. Today I'm VHS Junkie Paul, but normally I am just Paul. Yeah, he's just he's just normal Paul, but today he's VHS Paul. Uh, let me before we jump into this, guys. Let me just explain my voice. Um, you know, so a couple days I got sick, and I, I was starting to experience some weird like symptoms. Usually, your symptoms are like sniffles and sneezing, but you know, it always usually comes up with getting sick and headaches, nothing else. But I was getting some weird symptoms, like blasting off about uh, social issues and singing Celine Dion songs, and. Uh, the doctor told me I have this rare illness called politicitis. And he said it's being around uh, someone named Aaron Poe and uh, that I need to stay clear. So as much as I love you, Aaron, I need to get better for this show. <coughs> See what you did to me. You got oh, we stick. have a, we have a chap. We have a chat already. Ah, Mr. Poets. <laughs> yeah, he thanked us, and like I said, he he deserves all the credit because that yes. was just awesome. Just that yes, was that, just awesome. Hats off to you, Mister Poe. That that was incredible. And I'm gonna have to rip it. I'm gonna have to go to a, my software and rip it so I can watch it all yes. the time. Uh, you have to send me a copy. I don't know how to rip. You don't know how to rip. No. Uh, okay, I'll have to show you. I have to teach you. Teach you how to do illegal yeah. stuff. Yeah, teach me Obi-Wan. <laughs> so, yes. So today, we're going to talk about video stores. Now, I yeah. know a lot of these younger people probably get tired of seeing all the memes of Blockbuster cards and all that stuff. But it really was a way of life. It really was. It wasn't just, you know, it, it, it meant something. But it didn't mean anything to us then as much as it means now. At least that's how I feel because we took it for granted. Now they're gone. Yeah, so it was just—it was just like you said last week about like being so excited about going to Kmart. That in the beginning, that's how I was. I was excited to go to the video store, but then it became almost like run of the mill. Like, oh, we're going to the video store again, right? And then, and then they started to just Blockbuster showed up, and then they started to the mom and pop started to go away, and then of course you know streaming hit and Netflix with their let's get a video uh, in the mail. So they, you know, it killed the video store. And I was, I hadn't been in the video store in forever because I was getting my Netflix in the mail, but I, uh, I was sad. I was like, damn, I helped create, I helped kill something I enjoyed. That it, yep. it, 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 it broke my heart. I could have cried. Maybe I so did. You're, maybe saying, I did. you're saying Paul Rasso killed the video store. I, I helped. I helped. <laughs> and I'm sure you helped. Yeah. Poe probably helped. We all helped. I bet you, I bet you, half of us around here probably were using Netflix and getting them in the mail, you know. Yep. And you and, and and you were following out, you know. I used to look. I was so anal retentive about my Blockbuster, that are not Blockbuster Netflix, that I would look online to see where their closest distribution center was, so I knew how long it would take for me to get my movies. Because at the beginning, uh. they only had like, they only had like two or three distribution centers, so it could take seven days. But I lived in Kentucky at the time. And when I saw they built one in Louisville, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get my movies in, like, two-day turnaround. I was excited. But in the meantime, yeah. I was killing the video store. Yeah, they were, but they're growing as fast as McDonald's now. 
Yeah. Well, Netflix is having their problems now with they're adding advertising an advertising tier so you could pay less. Yeah, they're 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 uh they got so big they're screwing up now. So yeah. yeah so the, but you said like the mom and pop stores, you know, like I was excited to go to the mom and pop stores and uh there was a one place in particular. Uh I used to live in a town called Westwood, which is kind of like the middle of Massachusetts and uh the town I, that the video store was in was one town over. And I used to ride my bike over there. Uh, this was after my my Kmart experience I, I talked about last week. Eventually, Kmart caught up to me and you know said, yeah, you can't rent those anymore. So I found this little place called PM Productions. And uh, PM Productions was like this little mom and pop shop. You know, it was separated by all the tags. Here's the action section. Here's the kids section, the horror section. Oh, and that bead section in the back where, you know, little kids weren't supposed to go. <laughs> and uh, I used to go in there with my mom, and my mom would always say, oh, rent, rent uh, one of those kids' movies or rent, like, a, uh, a PG movie. But I would always be wandering over to the horror section because, you know, I miss getting horrors from Kmart. And... The guy who ran the place was named Paul. I'll get to Paul in a second. But Paul used to say, you know I can't rent those to you, right? And Because they used to have, back then they had the cue cards. So you would say your your number is like your member 132. And they would look up 132 and like the kids could only rent PG or under. Oh, okay. So, so um, you know, Paul's like, I can't rent those to you. You know that? And I would come in every day and like, have this like, Sad. I used to have like this little pout face that I could get my way, and he comes. He's like, "Come here." I was like, "What?" He goes, "Cause I was mad that he wouldn't rent to me." He goes, "I will rent. I will rent to you, but if you are caught with it at home, I'm gonna say you stole it." I was like, "Deal." <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I, yeah, I'll take that deal. So like yeah. that's like that's where my infatuation began. I may have started in Kmart, but my infatuation was this mom and pop shop. And here's the here's the kicker to the whole story. The guy, Paul now, he actually is a selectman for the state of Massachusetts now. Wow. He so yeah, I could probably get I could probably get him in trouble by saying, Hey, you some, you corrupted <laughs> me as a child. <laughs> so Poe just said that about his video store, and he brought up two points. I don't care, mom and pop. I don't care. You were not a good video store if you didn't have the porn section and you didn't if you didn't carry faces of death. If you had the porn section but no faces of death, you weren't worth shit. If you yeah. had both, you were rocking. Because porn rent people, you know, we maybe couldn't have gotten back there, but our parents yeah. and the old and the they got the porn. But that, you know, that faces of death. That was hard. Like I said earlier before the show, we would rent it. Every time, because yep. it was hardly ever in. So when it was in, we grabbed it. Because you know, uh, at the time, I remember that. I remember that it was a very uh, well rented uh, movie. Yeah. Well, not movie documentary. Yeah, and and at the time, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have debunkers and people who wanted to kill the kill the kill the idea. Everybody now wants to. Oh, that's not real. Like, come on, man. Let me let let me have a little bit of fun. If it's not real, fine. But just you know, keep it quiet. But back then, we didn't know, so it, we thought everything in Faces of Death was real, like a hundred percent. We did, we I, did. I know, I know some of the footage was real, but there was some stage, like the guy that got electrocuted. 
I thought that was real. I thought that yeah. that's exactly what happens when you get electrocuted. Hi, you're live. Hello. Oh, we have a caller. Hello? 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 Oh. Let me, uh, oh, shoot. Hold on. Okay. So, yeah, um, like that one scene where they're talking about um, eating the monkey's brains. I, I literally got, like, physically ill, like that one. That part oh, it bothers was, you? Yeah. Okay, I think we have them now. Maybe. Hello? Hello? We could do a Three Stooges stick. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Uh, we have a co uh, comment. Well, we don't Some it was account. definitely always grabbed. Yes. Yeah, that was very... I, I had a hard time getting face to that death when uh, I would go there. I would always be interested in it. But the first video I ever, I remember the first video I rented at PM Productions was uh, Gorgor Girls, uh, directed by Horton, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis. Oh and, yeah, the King yes, of Wood. Yes, and uh, I was like, I was like, oh my god, because this was the first time I was, like, there was a every other scene was like nudity. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So well, the it, it, yeah, go the, ahead. The, the first time. I mean, I'd seen boobs before. Yes. But the first time that I saw uh, animated boobs was when I got my hands on heavy metal. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's when I was like, oh, my God, they even draw animated boobs. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, man, that I thought there was something wrong with me because, you know, I got a little excited over, <laughs> you know, animated boobs because, you know, that yes. that scene where the guy drives a taxi and they're playing the blue the blue lamp song and they're having sex in his bed and i was yeah. like man i i'm feeling a little funny here should i be getting uh so excited over a cartoon so you know maybe heavy metal is the reason why uh i got some problems up here so yeah uh it was greg it's a greg gilbert said he tried to call yeah sorry greg i guess we're having some difficulties on our end uh uh maybe you could try it back in a, a couple minutes or something the technology don't work all the time. Yes, but they can um, take they can take a beautiful picture of three thousand light years away, and say this is the size of a. If if you were looking at this, it would be the size of sand on your finger, and the picture is so beautiful. But some guy can't make a phone call, you know, because of technology. Yeah. So it's like I don't get it. Now maybe now maybe I'm out of the loop, but. I was told they actually have a TV series about the last blockbuster. Um, but uh, producer Mike, if you have that article um, on hand, uh, if you could show that there is one last blockbuster video alive today. It's in uh, Bend, Oregon. Yeah, there's an actor. I saw the documentary on Netflix. Uh, 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 Mike's Mike's favorite friend. Uh, Kevin Smith is the host of it. So, <laughs> Mike's I'm, so, I'm, friend. so I'm so I'm sure Mike's seen it more than once. But yeah, the last blockbuster. There's an actor. I can't remember his name. Save my life. He's from Ben, Oregon. But yeah, she goes out and buys these movies. She she the people who own it 
actually she goes to like Sam's Clubs and Walmarts and just buys multiple copies of these movies because Hollywood don't you know do business anymore with you know I had a local video store here called Family Video they finally closed down but we had two in town here yeah. in, in Wisconsin where I live we had two and they uh, they just recently I think they went out right after. I think in 2021, after the all the shutdowns and everything, they went out of business finally. But they did the same thing. They were going and buying the movies and then putting them up. But they were breaking the law, but they never got caught. Yeah. Um, they would sell the digital codes to people so they could make some money back. And I, if, yeah. if anybody had ever turned them in, they would have gotten in trouble. But, yeah, they, they were the last video store. We don't have any – where I live, there's no more video stores at all. There was a ta- – uh, a, a- a video store in a town I used to live in um, called Superior Video. And I remember like there was another, a, a couple big video stores that came to town that kind of put them out of business because they were, they were a smaller um, chain. And uh, I remember they advertised the last day they were selling all their videos at dirt, dirt uh, prices. And I got in line and, by the time um, I got in there, guys, like I, most I, of... I fixed, I fixed the uh, Skype. I think. Okay. Okay. So you can try to call again. It should work now. And um, so I got in line. Uh, by the time I got in there, eighty percent of the video show was gone. So oh, yeah. I go, I go over to the action section, section, and luckily there's still a whole bunch of Chuck Norris's, and I got like thirty, like no, about twenty movies for like five dollars. <laughs> Well, that because opening they, commercial. Go yeah. ahead. At, at that point, they were just trying to get rid of the rest of it. So, I was like, I was like negotiating. They're like ten dollars. I was like three dollars. They're like, how about five dollars? Sure, bought, sold. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked that commercial that opened the show. I picked it specifically for Poe because I thought I'd go him for a loop because he loves Cobra. He loves Cobra. Yes. I said there, you can get Cobra for a dollar a day. So I thought maybe he would get stuck in some kind of time warp and you know his wife would be like where are you going oh i gotta go get this movie it's only a dollar a day so i tried to trick poe because i know yeah. he's a big fan of cobra so yes. that's why i picked that what? opening video just for him how dare he say this piece of shit <laughs> one of uh Stallone's underrated uh performances i love i love cobra oh i love it too he wants to do a film junkies on it so i'm gonna i'm not gonna talk much about it because I don't want to kill that idea of his, but Cobra was very good. Marion Cobretti. Yep. Yeah. It was a good movie. But uh, I got a picture because I didn't go to the video stores much in the 70s because uh, my dad in the business he was in, he always had all the movies. I don't know how he was getting them. Like the first time I saw Star Wars at home, it was on beta and yeah. it was a friend of his who filmed it. I think he had a buddy who I think owned or ran a theater and he used to, you know, come in before they open, I think, and he'd run the movie and put his camera and he'd film it. So the first time I saw Star Wars at home was a bootleg copy filmed in a theater. So I didn't really go to the video store as much in the seventies and I didn't start going until the eighties. Yeah. But I think I have a picture, uh, if if uh Mike can put it up of uh of a 70s, it's a black and white picture of a 70s video store. Yeah, there it is. Well, he's got it behind us. But it's, uh, let's see. Well, you can see it has a little beta section. So, yeah. yeah. 
but he's got it. He keeps putting it behind us. So if it comes up, you'll see it. But it's like it showed it, it, it. They were basic. They didn't have a lot. I mean, right when the video stores finally went under, I mean, you could get everything there: popcorn, candy, all sorts of stuff. But at the yeah. beginning, it seemed like it was just a basic, you know. Well, they even had microwave popcorn in the seventies. If, if they were selling any kind of popcorn, I'm sure it was Jiffy Pop. You know. Did your video store have like a um, a free popcorn area? Well, the one the I didn't start going to a video store religiously. I think until the mid eighties, and that was when I would go visit my grandparents. Like I said, I lived with my dad, so he didn't go to the video store a lot because he anything we wanted he somehow miraculously made it show up yeah but when it came to like when i go spend the summers with my grandparents in kentucky um there was a little mom and pop store there and that was where i got to see all the stuff at first and then when i got a little older as a teenager and was hanging out with friends then we would go rent and rent all the crazy stuff in the late 80s but in the mid 80s you know we my grandparents would take me to the video store and that was the first, the very first movie that I remember renting was yeah. called Gates of Hell. I, I know that yes. was the American, I know that was the American first uh, name. I don't remember what the name was uh, in, 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 uh, in the Italian name. Okay, here we go. There we go. I think we have a, can you hear us now, caller? Oh, there we are. There we are. Okay, uh, good. Mr. Bruins guy there. How do you do? Hey, well? hey. hi, Greg. <laughs> How are you doing? I thought I would uh, chip in here because you know I got a video store store uh, upbringing, and I thought I could contribute to this. And I told Rob uh, before you guys went on the air. I thought I told him I think I might be able to chip in on this. Okay, uh, let's hear your video store story. I have an uncle that uh, owned a video store from 1981 to 1988, and uh, remember, uh, we got a lot of free free rentals, uh, and uh, I don't know how many uh, uh, videos we bring home, you know, but um, I think everybody was like taping them on the blank tapes and all that stuff. But yep, but uh, we used to see all the. Uh, Older films there, like uh, uh, Clash of the Titans was one of my favorite. Conan the Barbarian, I remember, you know. And yeah. uh, but um, one of the things I remember best about that story, of course, the subclass of 1984, which is a favorite of mine as well. But used to see a lot of films that we weren't allowed to see, like the horror films. Yeah, and um, I remember they had. Um, Throughout the run of that video store, they had about the first six Friday the 13th. But we only saw parts two, three, and four from that store. Because part one had a busted date. And yeah. uh, I remember I was at the time afraid of horror movies. But uh, I remember my cousins baited me into watching Friday the 13th part two, which they rented from that store. And, uh, of course, that was... The first time I've seen a naked female was in that movie. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. Semi-porn. <laughs> but I, I remember uh, there's so many of the, the movies that, uh, especially when I do interviews on my show, um, 
this, a lot of these uh, movies I associate with that uh, video store, you know, and uh, and I remember when my uncle sold it in 1988, went into making Christmas wreaths and and making much better money. And I remember we were telling him, don't don't sell the video store, of course. Probably a good thing he didn't listen to us because they didn't last anyway. But um, but uh, so many movies I associate with that store, and I have so many memories of stuff, especially stuff I wasn't supposed to be watching. You know, yeah, um, a lot of the horror movies and stuff. Didn't see any of the Halloween films from there, but I know that he had parts one, two, and three there at that time because I remember yeah. seeing the box covers on the shelves well it's like what me and paul were saying like we didn't really appreciate the stores until they were gone and you know i i I did appreciate in the beginning but you know like for me it became well well, for you it was your dad so you probably were more interested but for me it was just like oh we're going to the video store again but then when they were gone i was just like up in arms like what what they sold so yeah, I, I miss those days. Yeah, well, I I remember like my uh, anytime we visit my uncle, he'd have like these VCRs there and at his place and whatnot. And uh, and uh, I remember one one I think it was Christmas at his place. He had Caveman there, the Ringo Starr movie, which which was yes, awesome. I remember Caveman and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel on a daily basis. Um, yeah, just so many because I know I know when you think of certain movies, just you identify them from somewhere. And did, uh, did your and uncle? He, a lot of these movies. I'm sorry. I just want did did your uncle get those screeners and stuff do you know uh, i know back in the day the distributors to try to get you to buy the movies for them to rent would give the owners copies so when like and you watched them it would say screener copy do you remember offhand if he ever got all, any of that swag from the distributors i don't remember no i wouldn't have known anything about that okay but but i just remember we had a pile of blank tapes home because uh we used to bring them home, and everybody did it. Attached two VCRs and tapes, them, you know. Yeah, my my sister, my sister had her own video store at home. We have one blank tape that had Pete's Dragon, Clash of the Titans, and Conan the Barbarian. It's just like it went from family friendly to extreme violence. <laughs> yeah, one, you know. But. Um, there are so many movies like I just remember like through uh, my cousins would get them. Of course, everybody released to my uncle, we pretty much got them rental free, you know, or for a limited or reduced price or something like that. Because we used to have like <laughs> 20 or so yeah. tapes home. And that's all we were doing was dubbing them off, you know, so. I mean, I wasn't helping them off because I didn't know how to do it, but but my uh, older brother did, and so that that's how we um, made that work. But but um, I know when uh, you guys had mentioned you go do the show, I thought you know I had to chip in on this because I have a lot of the 
video store memories. And of course, when the drive-ins died down here, uh, video stores uh, became a big part of our entertainment besides the occasional trip to the movies. But, um, but uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a lot of it is that uh, certain movie bring memories of that uh, store. And, uh, and uh, I remember not happy when it was sold, but as I say, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I I probably would have too if I had the opportunity my uncle had at the time. So why not? He yeah. goes to Florida every winter and stays out of the cold. <laughs> yeah. But do you guys find the same thing? There's certain movies when you when you uh, see that movie, you're thinking about where you first saw it or, or the video store or whatever. Oh yeah, when I'm streaming stuff, especially like old horror movies on Shutter and stuff, it it triggers 100% triggers old memories. So yeah, I have this. I I, I go through the same thing too. Yeah, same same here. Uh, no, especially uh, you know that my memories of the Go Go Girls. You know, like uh, I I'm, I'm closing my eyes and I can, I can still remember like he's like this is what you want to win first. And I was like yeah, and he's like Go Go Girls, and I was like. Yeah, mind you, I'm I'm 15. <laughs> Watching a, I think that was an NC-17 movie too, and because uh, you know he was known for blood and boobs, and yes. that's pretty much it. So, 50, a little 15 year old father Mahoney, uh, you know, having um, adult moments. Yes. I, I remember some of the stuff that we got from the store. Like, I remember Class of 1984, of course, and the Beastmaster was another one, which was a lesser version of Conan. Yes, I love I love Beastmaster. Porkies. You know, it's funny because I don't remember some of the other teen comedies. Like, I didn't see Fast Times at Ridgemont High or or Risky Business or 16 Candles from that store. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had them, but I remember my cousins were big on Porky's, you know, so, uh, so I saw that smile. I there. think a lot of us young boys uh, were big on Porky's. <laughs> yeah, I was so I was so big on Porky's, I had the Porky's game from my Atari 2600. Wow. There you go. I'm impressed. That's yeah, and of course I used to at the video stores too. They would have um, because back then uh, I was a big Masters of the Universe fan, and uh, actually right now I'm collecting the New Origins figures, which uh, which are really nice. They're still in package, but but uh, they used to have like uh, three or four episodes on a, a video cassette. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> We would rent those and and uh, all kinds of stuff like that. But those those were nice memories, and even some of the music that play that my uncle would have playing in the video store, like uh, that song "Sweet Dreams Are Made of These" by the the Arrhythmics. I remember playing in that store one time, and every time I hear that song, I think of that video store for some weird reason. 
Now, I don't recall whether he had a porn section or not. I was going to ask you about that because we were talking about the uh, beads, the bead room. Yeah, I don't remember, to be frank, but if, you know, if he did, I wasn't in there, obviously, but... uh, (laughs) But um, unfortunately, I, I was. <laughs> I just remember at the time I was scared to death of horror films, but yet the same token, I was uh, uh, fascinated by them as well because my older brother always would want to rent them, and uh, I'd see them on the shelves. And uh, and um, like I said, they had uh, a large selection of those too, so. But, um, but hey, anyway, Greg, um, risk ascender. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, at the risk of sounding repetitious, I didn't uh, see any of the Halloweens there. Like, I didn't re- see them, uh, rent them there, but they, they had them there. I re- just remember seeing them on the shelves, but, uh, but, uh, I don't know. It, it, that was so long ago, but yet so many nice memories, yeah. you know. But uh, well, if me and, if me and Paul ever do a wrestling episode, you you have to chime in that day too, because uh, Greg is a big '80s uh, wrestling fan. Oh, okay. So, well, he's already given oh, me an yeah. idea. He's already given me an idea. Uh, we're definitely going to do an episode on the old drive-ins. So, you know. Well, yeah, I forgot about drive-ins there for a minute, and then he brought it up. Now I want to do an episode on drive-ins. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll, uh, I'm more than happy to tell in on that. I'm, I just happened to be not at work tonight, so I was able to do this. But uh, but I remember the first film I saw at the drive-in, and that was Peach Dragon. <laughs> so, but oh, we good old Disney movie. Huh? Peach Dragon has a good old classic uh, Disney flick. Peach Dragon, yeah, uh, we saw that at the drive-in, and uh, and we saw the Star Wars trilogy there too. So uh, that was interesting. You know, uh, parents would take us when we when we made them believe we were going to be good, and of course, between me and my brothers, we were never good, but. Sometimes I, we'd laugh through a, a drive-in movie. <laughs> awesome. But, Th- yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Greg. <laughs> I'm 50 years old now, so some of these uh, are a bit hazy, but I wanted to call in and, and uh, share the story. So, Thank you. Thank you so much. But for yeah, you guys have a nice night. I, I appreciate your show. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Subscribe to the Patreon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You take All care. Right. Thank you. Right. Yep. Bye. 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 Yeah, he brought up um, uh, music, which is uh, interesting because uh, – uh, Mike, do you have that um, commercial I sent you? But oh, oh, don't don't play it right now. Uh, anyone uh, in no, chat no. right now? Anyone in chat right now want to guess who the very first VJ to do the very first MTV commercial? 
if you guess right, I'm gonna, you get a, I'm gonna you get a, a year subscription to Robin's magazine. What was it? I'm I'm gonna need a few minutes, but I will get it done because I'm okay. just it I'll just do I'll just do a quick trivia. Okay. Right. So, Wait. anyone want to guess who was the first BJ to do the MTV commercial? And if if you win, you get a free subscription of a message from Rob every day for the next year. <laughs> no one's gonna answer. Yeah, I know. I, I scared everybody for that one. Well, while we oh, wait, he, he yeah. did bring up a good point that it's it. You see something, and if it was for a video store, you like, oh, I remember first time I saw this. Oh, I remember first time I saw this. Yes. So yes. yeah, I mean, he did. You know, and and I'm definitely we're definitely going to do a drive-in episode. Did you spend some time in drive-ins or uh, a, a little bit? My actually, my my first drive-in movie, I was about. 12 years old it was like 1983 and they were showing classic horrors and i saw um the i think it was bay of blood and um texas chainsaw massacre the original okay because when i moved when i moved to yeah. illinois in 89 uh there was a i lived in a town called wheeling illinois or prospect heights and there was an airport there but right outside of the airport yeah. there was a drive-in so I was still going to the drive-in in the early nineties. Yeah. And then there was they closed it down, but even my daughter, she's twenty something years old, she went to a drive-in once. Me and the wife, we drove like an hour out of town to go to a drive-in. And yeah. this was in the nineties. And we still have a drive-in here, a couple of them here in Wisconsin. You know, one up near uh the Dell. So we still have drive-ins here, which is amazing. Yeah. My first uh like 80s movie I saw was The Outsiders. Okay. Uh, and what a what a cast came out of that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're so, all, you know, they're all famous. Yeah, the, famous. and the one that got the most famous had the smallest role, Tom Cruise. Yep. Yeah. So he hadn't found Scientology yet. Once no, once that yet. happened, then he really took off. But yeah, that was yeah. and I think I also saw uh Howard the Duck at a drive in. So and Howard was the luckiest man in the world to have sex with Leah Thompson. Yeah, Howard the Duck. I yeah. only know one person that likes Howard the Duck, Normal Cody. I know he likes Howard the Duck. Yeah, and yeah. Me, and, me and, me oh, and Normal Cody are like this. Okay, so yeah. I have two people that I know that like Howard the Duck. So I, I won't hold it against you guys, but you got something wrong with you. And Greg, that is the wrong answer. He, he picked Nina Blackwood. I like Howard the Duck, by the way. Okay, now there's three people on my list <laughs> who have a problem because, yes, three people. Me, and Mike, and Cody, me and Mike and Cody are going to have to do a. We're going to have to do a video documentary now, Mike. Me, you, and normal Cody. <laughs> now I might be able to get Mike to change his mind if Kevin Smith comes out and says Howard the Duck is the coolest movie ever, then he may be like, ah, screw that movie. I don't like it. I want it. I don't know. I have Howard the Duck on 4K, so... What? Solid. Yeah, I have it on 4K. Oh, my goodness. It can't look... That, that can't make it look any better. I can't I can't do an impression like Aaron Poe, but... I have it on 4K. Man, I don't know. I, hey, I have my issues, too, but that Howard the Duck, man, I don't get it. 
don't oh, I had a Leah. I had a Leah Thompson fetish. Like every movie Leah Thompson was in, I had to watch. There was a movie with uh, um, Sean Penn's brother. I can't remember his name. Um, that called the Wildlife, and uh, Leah Thompson was in that. She she worked at a donut shop, and I'm sitting there going, "God, I wish this was a real donut shop." Um, Chris Penn. Chris Penn. Yes, thank you. And, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I the, when I saw Howard the Duck, I, I don't know something happened in my head when I saw those duck boobs. When I saw those duck boobs, I was like, "Nope, this ain't for me." And I sat through <laughs> the whole movie because you know I paid in the theater, but I was like, "I saw those duck boobs." I was like, "Nope, this is just too much." Yeah. But then again, I'm the same guy who saw the boobs on heavy metal and thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I'm just as messed up as you guys. So you know, I mean, Brennan- I peed my pants. There we go. Yeah, Bri- yeah Bride of Chucky had uh, Chucky having sex. So. I mean, you know, grown men have sex with dolls, so why not dolls have sex with each other? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good timing with that one. <laughs> so, uh, while we're still waiting for the uh, commercial for MTV, I can let you guys know now, even though Greg was the only one that answered, it was Mark Goodman who did the very first commercial to promote that MTV was now born and ready to go. Yeah, we're gonna me and you will have to do an episode. There's so much yeah. stuff in the early days that was awesome. But there were some things they did that you could see was starting their downfall. So because I miss MTV. I mean I know it's still there, but that's not MTV. So. Yeah that's that's not music television. When MTV started to go downhill they created MTV too. That went downhill. They had VH1. VH1 went downhill. Then they created VH1 hits, and that went downhill. It's like, why y'all keep trying? The only, sh- the only show that was decent was VH- VHS Classic. was actually pretty good. They would show all the old videos that MTV used to show. Yeah. And they even had like a like a metal hour, kind of like reminiscent of uh, Headbangers Ball. But yeah. Yeah. But, but now you can't find anything like. No. And, this music today, well, I mean, we'll di- we'll dive into the music another time. But this music today, I, even if there wasn't MTV that played music videos, I probably wouldn't watch it. No, and, and if you really want to see a music video, the 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 band puts it up themselves on YouTube anyway. So yeah, yeah, every band has their own like YouTube channel now. So you yeah. know, so you can whatever group you're looking for, Def Leppard or oh. Uh, I think yes. the clip's too long, so it's not converting right. That that might be the problem. Oh, okay. Uh, That's okay. That's okay. So I'll have to maybe try to shorten it. And for your MTV show or your music show, we can uh, we'll put it there, and I'll just cut it into parts or something, and then I think it'll it'll work. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yep. So, yeah, but I was saying earlier, my first video that ever got rented was Gates of Hell. And I was shocked that my grandmother and grandfather let me rent it. But in all fairness, may he rest in peace, he didn't pay attention. Me and my cousin Jennifer went in. He came in with us. He was an old man, so he was shooting the shit with the owner. And me and her walked around, and I found, because we could talk about this in a minute too, but I saw the cover, and I grabbed the tape. And... He never saw the cover. And then when we were watching the movie, all he did was complain because he didn't like it. All right, it's all bloody. It's all this. 
But he didn't, you know, we didn't get in trouble for renting it. But that leads me to the whole thing about back in the day, it was the cover. I didn't give two shits about yep. what it said on the back. I didn't read it. I, I was I only read stuff in school. When I wasn't in school, I, you didn't catch me reading crap. That's why I, I'm probably so uneducated. But I would go by the cover. So I did judge my books by the cover. And you'd see these movies with these awesome covers, and you'd go home and be like, what the heck? I didn't see any of the cover stuff in there. What's going on? So, But that's how I chose my movies, man. It was the cover. Yeah. They were great at advertising that, too, the covers, because, like you said, 90% of the time, what it was on the cover wasn't really there. Right. It's like if you, if you remember um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, you know, like half the people weren't even in the movie on, on that cover. I'm looking at the people. I'm like, that doesn't look like her. That doesn't look like, um, what's his name? Uh, the one that played the badass, uh, Kid Cade. I'm like, that yeah. doesn't look like Kid Cade. Like, and then the movie, you, you're like, who are all these people? Because you were judging the cover. And same right. with House. You remember uh, House? They had with, the little uh, just the finger on the doorbell. Yeah, with the key. Yeah. And like and so by the cover, I rented that, and I still liked it. Don't get me wrong; I mean, that's one of my favorite movies. But I'm like, it, it totally throws you up. But that's what they're going for. They're trying to get you to rent it by by giving you that mass appeal. Because yeah. that's how I rented my movies, just like you. I rented it by the cover. You know, and I think the only ones that gave us true, hey, this is what's in the movie, was all the Italian horror films. Those monsters you saw on the VHS tape, they were in the movie yeah. somewhere. Yeah, you know, zombie. Yeah. You know, zombie with an eye, not with an IE. Uh, that one had, you know, that one had that that famous <laughs> picture of the zombie. He was in the movie, so it was like, it was like, you know, you could count on the Italians to give you what they advertised. Sorry about that. That's right. Um, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, there was a lot of them that did kind of stay true to the cover, but. Um, just like you, that 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 was how I rented my movies. I'd walk, I'd be walking along the the horror section, and I would look over to the right, and if something caught my eye, I was like, "Yep, that's my that's my rental for the day." It, you you put a you put a woman on there with big boobs, hardly any top, nice cut off shorts that were skimpy. You, I always rented it. The, yeah. the woman so anytime they put a woman on there, young perverted me said, "Well, I'm getting this one." Even though she wasn't in there, I still took it. Yeah, uh, like Slumber Party Massacre. Yep. Yeah. I remember uh, the cover. Was... All the girls hunched around in, in, the, in the drill or something. The guitar, yeah. I think, with the drill on it. Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh, that the guitar with the drill. That was part two. Okay. And, yeah, but but yeah, but that was an appealing uh, cover too. But the first one, I think, it had like three girls in like lingerie, like like sprawled around and. And then, like, drips of blood on it. And I'm like, okay, this looks cool. <laughs> I oh, didn't really man. care about the blood. I cared about the three girls. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were hoping you were going to get to see something that you're not supposed to see. Yeah. Which, I mean, which, is, a good, which is a good quick segue into what I was going to say next. Go ahead. Well, that's the good thing about horror movies. The odds are you were going <laughs> to see a woman's ass and her tits. You, you're probably guaranteed to see that. You know? Yep. So you can always count on horror for nudity. Yep. Uh, we were talking earlier about the bead section. So, yeah. M Mr. Uh, Father Mahoney uh, ventured in there many times. <laughs> because back then, they didn't have they didn't have bells back then. like Or, like, uh, something to say someone, like, went through there, you know, like a sensor. Motion detector, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, you would just have to 
do the beads very softly so that they wouldn't chime a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I found myself in there many times. I am not afraid to say as a child I was a pervert. I will not be afraid. I, I used to hide my, my dad's magazines in the uh, the backyard. We used to have a high grass area, and I would, I would like, dig an area and put the, the porno magazines in there. So, yeah, I, okay. I was a pervert. Not afraid to say it. Yeah, I never, I never went into the beach section until I became a teenager because I was told one time, somebody told me, and said, so those are adult movies. I'm like, what's an adult movie? You know, when I was younger, yeah. they're like, it's just, it's like, you know, a movie that's like more dramatic and, you know, it's got lots of hugging and kissing. So I was like, eh, why would I want to watch that crap? So I didn't go in there. So I was, yeah. I was, you know, I was hoodwinked. But when I did find out, you know, and I did go in for the first time, you know, I was like, this is creepy. There's nothing but men in here. You know, I thought, you know, that's when I learned, you know, women like porn. They just don't like for people to know they like porn. Because yes. every time you go into the beaded section, it was always just men. And you, I feel yeah. awkward, like, it's all these men in here. And that's when a woman that I knew told me flat out, she goes, look, women like yeah. porn. We just don't like to tell people. So Yeah, you would, you would think it was as like a sausage section, like, going in there. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know. But but I didn't, like I said, I stayed out until I was, once I start, once I started actually, you know, I'd see the, Nick, the naked ladies in the horror movies, but once I actually started, you know, getting to be with a woman, or I should say a girl, yeah. I uh, that's when I decided. Okay, now I want to see what's going on in there. But it took me a while. I was a late bloomer. I was a yeah. late bloomer. I, I I spent more time being a nerd. You know, I was one of those. Oh, I don't want cooties. Eh, you know, I was one of those guys. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. We're not. Obviously, we're not. You're more. You're more uh, mature in that area than I am. But uh, well, as far as that goes, like I was, I was a pervert, but I I could never talk to girls though. Like honestly. I was like the shyest kid around girls. Girls were like hi to me, and I would just like put my head down. Like I was like the epitome of, of very bashful. Uh, like I would get like red, red cheeks when people say something nice about me, and I'm like, uh, but now you can't get me to shut the fuck up. So <laughs> I don't know I what happened in this. I've been married for 25 years. I still can't talk to her. I still get you know. It's like it, it's a, it never goes away. It, yeah. you, you're it. We're men will never be good with women. We can get along, we can make a life together, but we we. It's like it's it's oil oil you know oil and water. It's like 25 yeah. years and I still can't get a, a, a word in and you know so you know. But hey, I chose it and I love it. So you know. Yep. So you gotta you gotta go along with it now. Yes. Yes. Yep. And now, you know, now I got grandkids, so, you know, it's all nice. But I don't get to take my grandkids. I have a future of sitting on the couch looking at thumbnails to find stuff for my kids to watch. I don't get the joy of taking them to a video store. It's like, you know. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I, I understand that, too. But the, the problem is now, like, with all the streaming services, it's even if there were video stores active, they, they would definitely not last at all. No. But see, that's the thing about video stores that I missed. There was no stupid licensing, licensing agreements. If the video store carried it, they carried it. You know, now it's like, okay, well, which streaming service do I need to watch what I want? Because who has the rights to this? Like, all the Spider-Man movies are coming back to Netflix and Sony. But see, Sony doesn't have their own streaming service. But like, 
I saw the other day a bunch of Batman movies got put on Netflix. I'm like, why aren't they on HBO Max where, you know, Warner Brothers owns it? Well, a licensing agreement. See, that licensing stuff is a bunch of crap. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It's, and the streaming services, as much as they're convenient, they took the fun out of going to the movies, you know, renting a movie. You know, now you can get HBO Max and watch a movie that just was at the theater a couple weeks ago. Like, to me, I still love going to the movie theater, buying my popcorn, getting ready for the three hours of coming attractions. And because uh, it feels like that's what it is, the three hours of coming attractions. But uh, like I just recently saw, um, I think I mentioned it last week, I watched The Thing in 1982. And the great thing is they didn't have one trailer. They just went right into the movie like the old days. See, now, I used to like watching the trailers on the VHS tapes, but I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me here, but the trailers that we have nowadays give away way too much of the movie. Like, you yes. can decide from the trailer. If you watch a trailer now, you can, you'll can you know by the end of the trailer if you want to see it or not. Almost yeah. every trailer I saw in the 80s, hell, even the 70s, every trailer I saw, they knew how to put them together to a point to where I had to see it. They just gave you just enough to want you to be like, okay, I got to see this movie. Now it's like, here, let's show you all the cool scenes. And let's, you know, I, I think trailers now are terrible. Yeah, like when uh, Halloween Kills came out, and I know Michael J is a huge fan of Halloween Kills, but I thought that trailer was like, I don't want to see this movie now because they showed like six people getting killed. And I'm like, I don't want to know who dies. I, I want to be surprised at the theater to see that. Exactly. So when I went, so when I went to see Halloween Kills, I'm sitting there going, "Okay, I already like the scene with with the firefighter show up," and I'm like, "Okay, I already know what happens here." <laughs> and I'm like, "Like, I wish trailers would be more vague, yeah, like they used to be." Yeah, they they'd have some good trailers back in the day that were 30 seconds. That was it. Yeah, like the Halloween Ends trailer just came out, and I thought that was a much better trailer than Kills. That's why I stay away from trailers. I try to yeah. at least. Some of them catch catch. Some of them I have to like go out of my way, like you know, like uh, you know. So some trailers I'm like I have to see that trailer just because I'm curious. Yeah. You know, like Rob's or any Rob Zombie film, I look at the trailer because he's got such a bad rap by everybody that when he has a trailer, I look at it. But it's Rob Zombie. I'm gonna go yeah. see the movie regardless, or buy it or rent it. I'm gonna see it, you know. But it's yeah. like you know. But some stuff I can't, you know, like. When there's when Marvel drops trailers for anything Star Wars or anything, I try not to watch them. I did watch the Obi Wan trailer because I like nostalgia, but I normally I just stay away from them. It's too much information. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Rob Zombie, I saw your post recently about um, uh, him him getting criticized for always casting his wife in the movies, and I see nothing wrong with that right now. Before we start talking about the monsters, I see nothing wrong with. A spouse saying, "Honey, you want to be in this movie?" You know, it's it's support. You know, I and I don't think she's really that bad of an actress. I think she's actually a better than average actress. She's not going to win any Academy Awards. We know that. No, but I think she for the roles that she's cast in, I think she's perfect for them. I mean, in the in the in the trilogy for the you know the 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 House of a Thousand Corpses trilogy and all that. She she was playing a psycho and she played a perfect psycho, so it worked. It, I yeah, I, it, my, I didn't like her in thirteen, 
But yeah. uh, my favorite thing that she did, and I think she did an excellent job, and I don't think she gets enough credit for, uh, yeah. is uh, the witches of Salem. Yes. She was very, very good in that, and everybody shits on the movie. So, you know, I don't usually talk about Rob Zombie with people because, you know, they, they like to really rip on him. But like you're saying, she's in all his movies, which is fine. But yet yeah, Mila Jojovich, or however you pronounce her name, she's been in every single one of her husband's uh, old, uh, Resident Evil movies, and he was she was in his Monster Hunter movie. And I think their kid was in one of their movies now. And no yeah. one cares and says anything about that. And I don't think she's a good actress. No, I don't. I don't think she is either. I'm not I mean, a fan I, of the Resident Evil series. I'm not. I was okay with them. Um, if I just, you know, they weren't bad. That new Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Now that was, I love that one way more. But I don't hate them. I don't hate yeah. them. But yeah, I don't understand anything. It seems like anything Rob Zombie does, it just gets shit on. Well, even if, the, you know, with Sherry, with Sherry Moon Zombie. You know, House of a Thousand Corpse, she was great in. Uh, Devil's Reject, she was great in. But she never really got that that chance to shine. Three right. from Hell, if you haven't seen Three from Hell, I think I that's it. her. Yeah, I think that's her best part yet. She she owned that movie. It wasn't as good as House of a Thousand Corpse or Devil's Rejects. But right. she was great in it. Now, see, like when she, Post, see, like Post okay, is, you know, I get why people give him shit, I think. There are better actresses to play Lily Mustard. I agree. There was, there would be better actresses to play her. I'm not uh, disputing that, but we all knew he was going to put her in it. So let's just get over it and move on. That that's how I feel about it, you know. But yeah, I agree that, with what he said. She wasn't. I don't think she was the best pick for the role, but it is yeah. what it is. Well, that's a little segue into our uh, monsters. You know, I, I watched the Rabbit and Red Radio with uh, Dan and uh, Lacey. By the way, Dan and Lacey, welcome to the network. Yes. Uh, and they were, and Michael J was talking about the trailer. Now, can we all agree that when the teaser came out, the not the trailer, when the teaser came out, we were all excited because that opening uh, for the teaser was spot on with uh, Herman coming through the door. Uh, Lily doing the little head movements and Grandpa coming up. That was that was meant to me. I thought that was a perfect little teaser. I'm yes. just talking about the teaser right now. I like because in the teaser, if I recall, he did it in black and white. Yeah. So it felt really like the TV yeah. show. So of course, I was all amped up to see the official trailer, and I'm I'm gonna go out and say that the three people who reviewed the show already on Rabbit and Red were pretty spot on. Um, it looks cheesy. Um, I think a lot of people were hoping that he would make a Rob Zombie version of the monsters. And it looks like he's trying to do more of a old school classic monsters. And I'm not faulting him for that, but did anybody, did anybody watch this before they've said, let's make this our trailer because the acting is bad. The editing is bad. And the only thing that saves it is the teaser that comes at the end, with uh, with them going through the door and Lily doing her thing, and and then Grand I will say Grandpa looks spot on. Gra- Grandpa's character looks pretty spot on. Yeah, Poe agrees with that. He he said Grandpa was cast perfect, which he the guy who that guy's been in. Every, see now the guy who plays Grandpa <laughs> has had a cameo or been in every Rob Zombie movie. Hell, he even did a vote a voice for the El Super Bisto movie. So yeah. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's been in all our zombies films and no one says anything about that. 
but yeah, he 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 looks like he's doing a good grandpa. My thing, I'm with you. The 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 trailer I didn't like, but I'm also going to give it a chance because yeah, it's a pre it's a prequel to the show because he's not married. You know, there's no Eddie yet, so it, I, I I get what he's doing. So I got to give it a chance. But the last time he, you know, I like Halloween too, but it went off the rails. It it, it went went way off rails. It, you know. The white yeah, horse uh, and the it's like okay wait a yeah. minute now Halloween two I thought I was watching uh, Pink Floyd the Wall yeah. cancel <laughs> Poe cancel him <laughs> so I I didn't have a problem with Halloween two um I liked it but it was too far off the beaten path of Halloween but you know they they did the same thing in Halloween six when they brought in the cult but I love Halloween six I love yeah. the cult angle. They, uh, they thank never, you. Another another lover of part six. They never finished. <laughs> they never finished the cult angle, and I will probably go to my grave pissed off. And if I get a tombstones, I'm gonna put fuck the producers or whoever of Halloween six because you know I wanted to know more. You know, it just yeah, the, it just. But I did. I I liked Halloween six. You know, yeah. and it's not because you know I'm not looking back. When I first saw it, I liked it. Now, when I got the box set, I finally got my hands on that producer's cut. I was impressed, but yeah, I I'll, like I I like Halloween Six. I, I will I go on the record and say Halloween Six is the scariest of all the Halloweens. I will say I like that Halloween. right now. I love Halloween Six. I yeah. even love Halloween Three, and I'm probably gonna get booed, heckled, and hissed. But no, I like I, Halloween. I love, 3. Ha- I love Halloween Three. You know, at the I time, I was like, I, I liked it, but I was like, I don't get why they did this. But yeah. then later on. And as I got older and I realized what they were actually trying to do, it made sense. Yeah. It made sense. I mean, you know, this was back before movies were getting, you know, part 18, part 19, part 20. We yeah. saw Michael Myers, you know, he blew up in the hospital. So I didn't think there'd ever be another Halloween film. Yeah. But the Halloween 3, if you think about it, it's the only true Halloween movie because it ta- it's it's it takes place on Halloween. Kids yeah. are trick-or-treating, buying masks. And it's all about killing kids on Halloween. I mean, maybe that's not what Halloween uh, was really supposed to be about, but killing yeah. kids. But but it takes place on Halloween. Every other movie is just a, a guy who shows up on Halloween and kills people. But right. it's not really about the holiday. It's about the time of uh, the setting. Right. So to me, Halloween 3 is the only true Halloween uh, movie. Yeah. And th- speaking of Halloween movies... The first time I saw Trick or Treat, not with R, but the one with Gene Simmons yes. and uh, the kid from uh, who played uh, Skippy from. I have uh, a I have a Sammy Kerr shirt. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. that's all. I rented that in the video store. That movie yeah. was awesome. I own a copy of it on DVD. I love that movie so much. It was yeah. you know don't play the, don't play that record backwards or you'll yep yeah. yep yeah, yeah, Sammy Kerr. I lo- that movie was awesome. I love the music. The music. The, that the music rocked, you know, had Ozzy Osbourne in it playing a preacher. It was you remember uh, you remember the name of the group that did the soundtrack? Yeah, Safe, uh, not Safeway. Uh, you were close though. Ah, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't spit it out. So, go ahead. Fastway. Fastway. That's it. Yeah. 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 I I listen to that soundtrack every couple of months. On YouTube, <laughs> yeah, I have it. I have it too. I'm probably going to do it one day on my show on 
uh, my music moment show. So I'll probably do it one day. But yeah, that was a that's a great sound. There's two soundtracks that I just I love. I listen to anytime, and it's the soundtrack Trick or Treat, and any day of the week I'll listen to the soundtrack for Heavy Metal. That that yep. was an awesome soundtrack too. What about the soundtrack to uh, Maximum Overdrive? Okay, ACDC. So that would be my third. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a great that was a great soundtrack too. Yes. Hell, we even have the the the, the hippie guys in the ACDC van at the beginning of the movie when the bridges get stuck. Yeah, and they they're all sliding down, and they had that ACDC van. Yep. yep. I heard that they did that uh, movie for free. The music. Probably they they yeah, seem like they're cool guys. Yeah. They they just wanted to be like the feature group, so like that's why you didn't hear like really anyone else because it was all ACDC music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's a good soundtrack. They had that great instrumental on there, the the sync, the pink. Hey, you know, yeah. yeah, I that yeah, that was a good soundtrack. So there's three soundtracks that I really like. I mean, there were others. I mean, yeah. Did I hate the Dawkins song Dream Warriors? No, I thought it was great, but the rest of it, you know. You well, know, quick. It, Quick little trivia, uh, if anybody remembers going to see um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 at the theater, there was actually two Dawkins songs that were played, but when it came out on video, they only used uh, um, Dream Warriors. The first, the, one was, the first one was uh, Into the Fire. It was Correct. on the opening was sequence. Say- yeah, it, it was, was? Uh, It was on the opening sequence when she's uh, doing the house. You remember when she's oh, uh, playing like, on the yeah. radio? She's building the paper yeah. machine. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it was actually into the fire at the theaters. But when it came, it, so if I if I throw my Blu-ray in, it's going to be they took it, it out. Sh- it should. They, yeah, they took it out. They took it out of all of it. I wonder why they did that. I don't know. I, I maybe it has something to do with the record company. I don't know. Oh but, man! But uh, at the theater, I, I remember because. I was getting into Dawkins at that time, and I, I didn't know Dream Warriors was actually a, a song on the soundtrack. But when Into the Fire came out, I was like the only kid in the theater, like headbanging. Do you re- did you see Dream Warriors? Did you get it from a video store? Do you know if the VHS copy did it? Did it? Did they have the Into the Fire? The VH or was copy, it- the VH copy originally did have it, okay. but then they did like they did like a re-release and they took it out. So okay, Those I haven't cool. seen it. I haven't seen it since, but. Mike, Mike can back me up on that one. Oh yeah, he came in. Yeah, yeah I, that, that's man. Into the fire is a good song. Yeah, I like Dawkins. I know there's a lot of people that didn't like Dawkins. Those two guys, though, I can't remember the, their names, but Don Dawkins and the other guy, they they don't like each other anymore. So yeah, like in the scene when they shut off the music is when Brooke Bundy walks in, the mother. Oh okay. And, uh, yeah, tell them to get to bed. Andale, Andale. Oh okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. See, there's a little bit of trivia now that I've learned. So. Yep. So, but I was, yeah, I, but just, I was I was lucky enough to see it at the theater, so like I have to keep that memory stored back there. So every time I watch the the TV version now, I have to start singing "Into the Fire" instead of what's on the radio. Now another thing about video stores that drove me nuts towards the end there was there they tried to push everything on you they the candies the popcorns and it's like damn they're just as expensive as the theater. I mean they're candies. Yeah. You'd buy a candy and you take it home, you open it. There's like 10 pieces of candy in there, but you paid like $5 for it. It's like, really? You know? So I yeah. quit buying. I rented videos and that was it. I didn't buy any of their stuff. It was too expensive. Well, getting back on video stores for a second, 
when the bigger stores used to come, started coming out and pushing the mom and pop shops out, you know, I remember walking into Blockbuster one time and you remember when they would have like a hundred copies of like one movie? Yes. So they had the, they had the one shelf with like 10 copies of this movie, 30 copies of this movie. And then slowly and slowly the horror section got smaller and yep. smaller. And when they did get a new horror movie uh, for the new releases, it would have like one to maybe five copies at most. Yeah, and it was always mainstream horror. They yeah. At, at one point, blockbuster, you couldn't get any Italian horror movies or any it, or any of the directed videos that were pretty gory or he, they stuck to the mainstream horror movies, and that used to yes. agitate me. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going like, I was looking for like classic '80s horror and that that was that had the smallest section. I'd be looking for Fright Night of all things. You know, Fright Night was pretty popular, but in Blockbuster, they're like, oh, I never heard of that movie. And I'm like, oh, huh? What? It's one of the greatest vampire movies ever. And that whole, please be kind and rewind. Yes. Oh, it's a $3 fee if you don't rewind it. Well, for one, you've got like 50 rewinders back there. I don't think I've cost the company that much for, you know, your 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 clerk to have to rewind the movie. You got to open it and scan it anyway. So who yeah. cares if you have to rewind it? I used to get mad. Why are you charging me three dollars? Because we had to rewind it. So it's your job. You get paid by yeah. the hour. What, what the hell? And, is the, wrong and with those VHS players were slow as shit. Some of them rewinding oh, yeah. the movie. Oh yeah. It'd be like ten minutes, and I'm like, this thing ain't fucking done yet. Like, I mean, I hate, and, and you know, I'd always find a scene. It was always my look. I'd find a scene in a horror movie, and I'd be like, oh, that would be cool. That looks cool. And then I'd go to pause it, and you'd have the ball, it, the fuzz, the fuzz line. Yes, I could, you could never get a clean freeze. And then when you did get a clean, like you had to run to the bathroom, you'd get a clean freeze on some stupid scene. It'd be perfect, but the scene yeah. you wanted to look at would be messed up, or you would try to do it in slow. Because I had a VHS player. I don't know if you had one, but you could do frame by frame. Yeah, but it would always be. It would skip the part I wanted to see when it would change frames. Or that frame would be snowy, and it's like, oh, I give up. As much as I miss VHS, man, I was glad when DVDs came because I could so, so picture and look the at way it. The, the way you described that sounded like the Playboy channel with the snow and the – Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would try to get a you, – you would watch the Playboy channel, but it was all fuzzy because you didn't buy it. And so I would listen for the sound effects. <laughs> but I was, a, I was a crafty kid. People would go – you know, I rent the movie. I'd get, I'd go home. I'd put it in. It wouldn't look good, and I'd fix the tracking, and it wouldn't look good. And then my friends would be like, "You really need to buy one of those cleaner tapes." I was like, "The hell with that!" I'd unscrew the VHS machine and take the lid off, and I would manually with a Q-tip and rubbing alcohol, I clean all the heads and everything myself. Yeah. And I'd put it back together, and then the movie would be fine. So I'm not gonna spend fifteen dollars on a cleaning tape. I don't need to do that. So I used yep. to clean my own VHS machines. Uh, the, the good old days. I, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine. Uh, this is before I uh, killed the oven at my work. <laughs> uh, but that that's, an, that's another show. Um, but uh, I was talking about, you guys missed all the fun times of the 80s and 70s. He's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, in, in the 70s, when we used to watch TV, you know, they would play a lot of reruns at night. And the last show I would watch was Love Boat. 
And uh, after the Love Boat, that that announcement came on that the 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 schedule TV is going off air, and they play oh. the they would play the national anthem, and then it become like a a poltergeist scene with the with the snow on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> I was like I was like you missed those days. He goes, wait a minute, so you didn't have twenty four hour TV? I was like, no, it no, came on the with air. It. Yeah, it came on when the news came out, and it shut off after the last rerun. He's like, so five hours of no TV goes. I wouldn't have made it. Man, I used to. I, I, I yeah, I used to see. We, yeah, we, I, we'll do, we'll do an episode on TV shows too. There's so much stuff we could do, and see, a lot of these younger people could go, oh, getting tired of hearing about the good old days, but they were, they were good days. I mean, I'm in my, I'm not young. I'm sure the young kids nowadays are enjoying life for what it's, you know, for what they've got. You know, you're, they younger got this, than, you're younger than me, though. Yeah, they got this cool internet, and 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 they got, you know, they got, you know, they can like what we're doing now. You know, we're we're so far apart, but yet it's like we're in the same room talking. So yeah, yeah. the kids nowadays have enjoyable stuff, but it just seems to me, you know, living in a time where you know, wait for the porch light to come on. Yep. You know, no seat belts. You know, your you, your uncle would uh, have a beer while he drove home, and you know, and you could sit in the back of the pickup truck, and no one cared. And yep. you know, you were building ramps, and your friends would lay under. Hey, jump over me! I mean, you know, yeah, we were doing stupid shit too, but we weren't eating laundry detergent. I'm just saying, we were not yeah. eating laundry detergent. I may have done some stupid stuff in my life, but even in my youth, I did not eat laundry detergent. Yeah, I remember when that Tide Pod challenge, and I'm sitting there going, what has today's kids gone to? Like, Tide it's Pods. Like, it's like the meme I posted earlier today about, you know, 50 years ago, a car's owner manual would give you tips on how to adjust the valves. But nowadays, all it does is tell you to not drink the battery acid. Yep. So I don't know. I, they were good days to me. Um, does my life suck now? Well, I'm 50. My body's falling apart. And, you know, like, you know, the narrative wells were talking, you know, about social media. You know, I, I, if I could go back in time, if I could get my hands on a DeLorean, I'd go back to the 80s. And uh, yep. I, might, I, might, I might actually stay. Hey, I might actually stay. Definitely. I would stay. Because, you know, I... I can't, I mean, you know, there's like, you know, like I can't, there's things I wish I could do with my grandkids that I can't because they don't exist anymore, you know? Yep. And it's like they're, they're, they were, for some of us, they were rites of passage, you know? Yeah. You know, our parents didn't have the video store, but they had drive-ins, you know, they still got together with their friends and went to the drive-in and hung out all night, watched movies. And then they went to the local restaurant and, you know, they put yep. money in the jukebox and they ate hamburgers and fries and drank shakes. So they had the good life too. And it yep. just, the farther back you go, it seemed the simpler it got. And I'm not saying, you know, there's, we, we were dumb and they were dumb. I don't mean simpler as in that case, but it, life just seemed easier. It just yep. seemed easier. And even when I started adulthood, it didn't seem too hard. And it had some kids, it had its ups and downs, but it wasn't that hard. It, it, it's what you, what you make of it makes it, it if life is hard on you you probably i'm not saying everybody but majority of people if you're having a hard life you have something to do with that it's yeah. not just uh, you know yes there are people who get a bad in a bad spot and it's not their fault and i totally agree that that happens 
But for the most people, if you're having a bad time with something, it's probably you. You need to change something. Yeah. I mean, like you said, if, if we had a chance to uh, go back in time, I would actually bring a couple people with me, like a couple of my nieces and nephews, and uh, say, this is how life used to be. This is how li- simple life was. Back then, yeah, we had we had um, peer pressure back then. But, like, these kids today have a hell of a lot more peer pressure than we did. Yeah. And uh, – but they also – sometimes they don't do anything about it. And like I said, I'm not trusting any, like, video games or anything or social media. But it's more convenient now to just stay here and play – I played my first video game, by the way, But while I talk about this. played my first video game in 16 years. It was on uh, – it was one of those Call of Duty, Black Ops, uh, Zombie Voyage, I think it was called. And it was, of course. It was, it was fun, but I'm sitting there going, what happened to the days of two buttons? This thing had like eight buttons on it, and I'm like, you push up to shoot down, you shoot, push down to shoot up, and I'm like, what happened to directions? <laughs> of all the cool games out there in the world, the first one you play is a Call of Duty game. That's sad. Yeah. Because yeah, Call of Duty games, I like them, but there's like they come out with one every 20 minutes, and they're not, they don't change much. Um, if you want to play a good zombie game, you need to get de- uh, uh, Dying Light. Dying Light. If you can get your hands on Dying Light, and that's a fun zombie game. Or Dead well, Island. That's a fun when, you and that, when you and Cripple Cody were doing that, uh, that show about the classic video games, I was reminiscing because I played all those games and and like to to me the the kids won't even experience that either like Pitfall right. Pitfall right. I love that game and like, some of I, us and some yeah. of us got most of the games that we played we got at a video store yep <laughs> so that like that that ties into our video store uh, segment yeah. because a lot of them that that's how I got my video games because uh, I had the Atari uh, twenty six hundred. I had the 5200 and I had the 7800. And I love the 7800 because you could play the 2600 video games on it. Yeah. So, yeah, they were adaptable. Yep. And so I had like a huge collection. And uh, I'm, I miss those days, Paul. I really do. The days where you can get a nice classic 80s horror movie and a good video game. And just that was your weekend. Yep. Yeah. It sure was. And then, well, even when we became adults and there were still video stores around, that would, you know, we, we didn't have streaming yet. So sometimes, you know, before we started Netflix and then, you know, early 90s, we could still go to the video store. Cool. That would still be our weekend, you know, yeah. 89, 90. They didn't have, you know, because, you know, I, I am a, you know, I was, you know, I'm 50 years old and I, uh, I remember in the early 90s still going to the video stores. You know, and even in the infancy of the internet, you know, and you know the late '90s, we still couldn't rent anything, so, yeah. you know, stream anything. So we were still going to the video store. I think the last time I think I had gone to a video store was probably in the '90s. That's when the last I went. That's the last. I think I the, the last I went was early 2000s. We had a video store here in this town that that survived for a while. It was like 2003. And then they sold that to a a, carp- a guy who sells carpets. And the guy who sells carpets is still there today. Oh. But, yeah. Yeah, I miss it. And, and, and you know, it, it was just like, you know, it was just it was just awesome. I do have a commercial. It's got the most annoying girl in the world. 
most annoying girl in the world. I know if he can run that for us with the, you know, what do you kids want to watch commercial? He can, if, if, if he's up, I know we bore him sometimes. Not that one. But that was a good, that was a good story too. Yeah. All right, gang, what movie should we see? That was it. <laughs> All right, gang, what movie should we see tonight? Riot! I want Big Bird. <laughs> okay, kids, come with me. At USA Video in Feasterville, this membership card is the key that brings the world of home entertainment to you. With thousands of movies to choose from, there's something for everyone. And USA Video does more by offering many specials, like their Rent One, Get One Free on Mondays, and their Children's Rent One, Get One Free special all week. Others say more. USA Video in Feasterville does more. I don't, I don't, I don't approve of violence towards children, but that little girl deserved a slap after. I want Big Bird! Just saying. That Just girl, saying. That girl, that girl uh, for you wrestling fans, sweet chin music to that girl's chin. But look how, I mean, even they were doing deals then, you know, free children's movies. Right? They always had some kind of gimmick to get you to keep coming back. Yeah. And, you know, I miss having the video card. I remember later on down the road, some of them were saving money and would just ask for your phone number and you would just show them your driver's license. But I missed having that card. I, there was this one video store I went to in Illinois. And I got the card. I laminated it to keep it safe. He wouldn't take it no more. He goes, no, you don't laminate my cards. I'm like, I don't want it to get ruined. I don't care. No laminate. I'm like, so I got to get a new card. I give you one more. Laminate, no more business here. I was like, ah, get a, get a, you know, see, easy going, easy going. Yeah, I was like. Like with me, you can guarantee that I'd either get a horror movie or a uh, the most insane Chuck Norris movie I could find. <laughs> I was a Chuck Norris nut, so yes, I would get I would get a horror movie. This was my go-to horror movies. Anything action, you know, like Cobras or anything like that. And like your your buddy mentioned earlier, like Beastmaster, because Beastmaster had I think if this is the same Beastmaster, Mark Singer, the guy from the original V, he was yeah. the Beastmaster, I do believe. Yes, so, he was. So I would get an action movie. An action movie would be on my list. Anything kung fu, anything kung fu, Bruce Lee, you know, anything. Even if even if I didn't know who the Chinese actors were, if it was a Chinese kung fu movie, I would get it. Yeah, and, and if, you I, me- I, if you remember the the guy who protected the boy was uh, the guy from Good Times, uh, John Amos was was the uh, actor that played that role. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, I like him. He's still around. He still acts. Yeah, actually he's on he's on TikTok. Okay. He actually he actually uh answers uh, fans requests sometimes. Yeah, I like I, I the, the last movie I actually saw him in. I've seen him in some TV shows, but I think the last movie I ever saw him in that I'm aware of that I've seen. Um he was in uh Die Hard 2. Remember he was the crooked yeah. uh he was the crooked uh uh, general guy who was setting the whole thing up because two of my was, favorite actors are in that movie and it isn't he was in, he was in lockup too with Stallone yep he I was like the, I, he was the guard yeah two of my favorite two of my, I liked I liked him in that and I liked good old Dennis Franz who played the airport security guy because I loved yes. him in NYPD blue he was de- detective Sipowitz is the greatest cop on television ever 
Yeah, I'm gonna lay that I'll agree, out. There. I'll agree with you on that. I'll agree with you. He he was he brought the drama. You you get mad at him, then you'd be crying. Then you get mad at him, then you'd be crying because you know his life was so topsy turvy. That 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 whole that that's a once a year thing for me that I loved NYPD Blue. I could do a whole episode on NYPD Blue. I got a yes. surprise for you guys if you're interested. What? Sure. But I found my old. Where the fuck's my camera? My old Hollywood ah. video card. Ah. Oh, wow. I was a rewards member. Where the fuck ah. is my camera? There it is. Hey, did your Hollywood video have the, the video game section on the side? It did, yes. Okay. Yes. And then this, this is the creme de la creme. This was the last mom and pop video store. It literally just closed two years ago. And it was in business since 1982. That's sad. It's called the video store, it was called. Oh, wow. Wow. That is, that's, that's sad. That breaks my heart. I used to get love that, that laminated. That one, yeah. <laughs> That was the one, um, the video store where I went to, where um, I think I, actually, yeah, Paul, that was the one when we did the um, the old school pirates, um, that mom and pop store, that was with the older couple, and the, the discs? Would, yeah, he would fucking palm it to try to clean <laughs> it and make me cringe, yeah, that was the store that was in business since 82, and Man. then uh, they just closed. That's sad. Well, that I, I had my I had my last video uh, cassette. Uh, remember, I told you about the store that did the 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 cleaning out sale. So, yeah. I got a, a video called Ninja Domination. It was one of those cheesy ninja movies from the late seventies. Yeah, I, I, had I, that. I, I remember that. Was it the that was the one? Was that the one where the chick was uh, possessed by the old ninja? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember well, it. I, I had that up until two years ago when I lost it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm really going to embarrass myself now. The uh -oh. last, the last videos I bought on VHS were from a little small store on Halstead street in Chicago and they were pornos. So the last VHS, this old man ever bought were two porn flicks. Oh, you just reminded me of a quick story. <laughs> you like dare you say this piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I told you my sister used to put the two uh, VCRs together and like get all the movies. Double, so, they were dubbing yeah, them so from one. Yeah, one of them had Police Academy. If I'm trying to remember, Police Academy, Police Academy Two, and then it said unnamed movie. So I'm thinking Police Academy Three. So I fast forward through one and two, and I'm like, I guess I went too far because you, you never knew how far you went. You had to like find the right. beginning. And the first thing I see is this girl bent over, ass fully out, and it was, uh, if I remember the actress's name, it was a porno movie, Nina Hartley. Ooh, she's yeah. still pornoing. She's still, she's still working. Yes, she is. Uh, but I was like, I was just like, my, my mouth was like, and I like I think saliva was coming down and and my sister walks in of course and she's like you're not supposed to be watching that and I'm like it's your fault you didn't name the third movie 
Tiny, tiny. <laughs> See, now, when I did that episode with uh, Michael J., we were talking about dubbing. And that was another thing I didn't bring up then, but it made me remember now. When I would dub stuff for people, and I would like, if you want to skip, I would tell them, make sh- I would put the counter number next to the movie. Yes. And, and I would say, it would have two stickers, one on the spine and one on the top. The spine, I would just put the names of the movies, but on the sticker on the top, I'd put the counter. I'd be like, whenever you put this VHS in there, reset your counter, and then go to the number, and that's where the movie will be. It'd be off a fraction of a second here and there, but that's how I did it. But when yeah. I made when I dub stuff, because I would rent and I would dub, like your friend said, I had blank tapes falling out of the closet and hidden under bed. I was dubbing everything, and I but I would put the counter on there because I didn't want my friends to have to guess where it was. So yeah, people used to always wonder, you know, why is there a counter on there? And I'm like, I, I know why there, I know why I use it, but I don't, I don't understand. I guess the counter was there for people who made home movies. I guess I don't know, but I never understood as a kid why there was a stupid counter on there, you know. But then when I got older, I realized, well, I can use this counter to save time. But I never understood why they were there in the first place. Yeah. Like uh, I saw my sister today, and uh, she's like, "You still have a lot of movies." I was like, "Yeah, not as many as I used to, but I still have a lot." So she said, "I'm looking for two movies in particular." Uh, she said, um, "Basketball Diaries" with uh, what's it, Leonardo DiCaprio. And I was like, "I think I have that one. I'm not sure." And then she's like, "The Number Twenty Three with Jim Carrey," and I was like, "Oh, that's my softball. I love that movie." So I was like, "Yep, I'll I'll, I'll bring you over the the Number Twenty Three tomorrow." But I yeah. used to do that when when I was younger. I used to have my own apartment, and I had this uh, like an alcove area. And I, I would always put all my movies in the alcove, and then people would come over, and I would actually let rent my own movies to people, and I would like charge them like fifty cents, and if they didn't bring <laughs> it back, if they didn't bring it back in like a day, it'd be like another fifty cents, and like I kept like a book on everything. I'm like, this movie is out to Mike for three days, and I would put the day it was supposed to return. <laughs> like yeah. I ran my alcove like a video store. I have a huge collection of DVDs. I got like 2,000 of them in this room over here. I have tons of DVDs, but I used to buy everything. And then I stopped. Streaming came along, so I stopped buying stuff and just waited for it to stream. And now, John Rhodes and Michael J. are always posting all this stuff on the website. And I got to buy it. Like the Fright Night 4K, I got to buy it. I had to get the $6 million man. I, I ordered that. Of course, Michael J. didn't. He chickened out, didn't buy it. But it's like Shout Factory and all these guys, they're going to make me go broke. Oh, I will. I'm waiting for a sale because I know, I know, any day now, they're going to be announcing Halloween fucking six through zombies, 4Ks. And I need those. I, I need every, night before, every night before I go to bed, I watch at least two episodes of Six Million Dollar Man. And let me tell you. Now, I have noticed, you can see now in nice Blu-ray, I can see all the strings. Like, you know, when he goes to rip a truck door off, you can see the string that's going to pull it. You can flat out see, oh, that's a stunt double. Yeah. It looks very bad. I mean, it looks good, but it looks bad because you can see all the tricks. But I'm still enjoying it. I totally forgot how much of a wholesome guy Steve Austin was. He's like, yeah. he loves everybody, gets along with everybody. I think 
Steve Austin of the Six Million Dollar Man was probably one of the coolest cats in the seventies. I just, you know, I don't know how Lee Majors was in real life, but his character on TV was the nicest guy. I've been love, I've been loving this, even with the sound issues. I'm loving it. So wait, are the sound about, issues just with the Six Million Dollar Man episodes, or are they well, with that? The, the Bionic Woman ones are there, but there was one that I saw from season one, and it started out really muffled, and then I turned it up, and then the muffling went away, and then the neighbors could hear it, so I had to turn it down, <laughs> and then it went muffled again. So there's been some episodes with some sound issues, but there have been no issues with the screen. It, it, it's okay. They transferred that nice. I haven't had one single visual issue. But like I said, it's just the Bionic Woman and the... And the six million dollar man, and I do believe I read. I haven't got to that episode yet. The Bigfoot one has some sound issues too. But other than that, I mean, was it worth? Was it worth it? To me, it was. I don't know if it's worth yes. you know one hundred and twenty bones to other people, but to me, it was no, well worth I'm, the money I spent because you know, I'm not buying Bionic Woman because mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed all the special features are the same. It's the same reunion oh, yeah. films, and they're gonna all the Bionic Woman episodes with six million dollar man. They're putting those on the Bionic Woman. So I'm going to stay away from the Bionic Woman. It was only three seasons. It's not worth 120 bucks for me, at least. But the $6 million man, when it goes on sale, you do need to grab it. It's worth it. Oh, I I definitely will. I thought it was going to go with Prime Day, I was hoping. but mm. I mean, the other day when he posted the – I don't know if it was him or John that posted the – the. Uh, uh, Fright Night. I almost fell out of my fell out of my chair because I don't own it. I I have the remake which I didn't like, but I had I had I do not own the original Fright Night, and I can't find it anywhere. It's out of print. I didn't want to pay a fortune, and when I saw that 4K, I about flipped. I'm like I'm waiting. I, I'm 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 not missing this. I'm not missing it. No. I flipped because you know how many times I fucking bought the original Fright Night on fucking Blu-ray. I bought the fucking limited edition Twilight Time. Two different releases of that I bought. I bought fucking a Eureka thing from the UK because it had the My Name is Brewster four-hour documentary on it. Oh. Um, Brewster, you're so I'll cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And the then I'll buy this one. So... But wait, yeah, that, have, uh, you need to get a clip of that. That would be awesome to see on here every once in a while. The master's gonna when he got when it, remember when he stuck him with the thing and he got all sad. The master's mm-hmm. gonna make you pay. I love that. I love that. This is uh this is the pride of the collection though. Oh, you have part two. It's. A I wonder if they're. I wonder if they're going to release a part two on four K or if they're going to skip that. I hope they release it. Uh... Too many rights issues. I don't think we're ever going to see that one. See, this whole licenses and right thing. There's a There was this show back in the day called Werewolf. It was on Fox. It was an awesome show. Yeah. And Shout Factory was going to release it, but there was too many music rights issues. It's like, damn it. You know, I, I, that's why, you know, as much as I like having streaming services, they have to edit out music. They have It's, it's, it's like a big hassle. Yeah. One more thing. They did release that in France. Oh, they did? So they did release it. I believe it is France, yes, but it did oh. get a release. Because like that Martin movie that they post that he posted on Rabbit Red, uh, yeah, it's yeah. coming out on DVD, but it's not the extended cut. But now they're auctioning off the extended cut. It's like, why didn't you just let these people pay, get the rights, make some money off of it, and then later on auction it? 
So it's like now we're all going to have to double dip to buy. Yep. You know, it's like it. it, it I don't understand how much money a person needs. At some point, greed takes over and it screws things up. Well, look what happened with Friday the Thirteenth with the rights. You know, it's been it's been an ongoing battle between uh, Victor Miller and uh, Sean Cunningham, and every and time I, Victor every time Victor Miller wins, Sean wants a uh, uh, like a retrial. It's like right. uh, from what I understand, and I probably got it all wrong. The original character, the mother, and all that that. Victor Miller has, but Hockey Mask Jason is owned by Sean. Yeah. So it's so it's like the sh- and I don't know who owns. I think Sean owns the name Friday Thirteenth. I don't know. Yeah, I or, think he does. Uh, Victor Miller owns the rights to the first movie, from what I understand. But uh, the sequels, all after that, are Sean Cunningham's. Right. And I don't understand why there's a fight. If I was Sean Cunningham and Paramount, I'd be like, look. Victor Miller did play a big part of part one. Let's give him his due diligence, give him what we owe him, and let's just all be happy. It's like, you know, we're all going to make money. Let's just all get along, and we'll all make a shit ton of money. Yeah. But they want to be, you know, it's like, I don't, I, don't think know. We'll, I don't think we'll ever see another Friday the 13th movie again. That's my no, call right either. now. I don't either. Just like Disney. I think Disney's having that problem now with a lot of the artists' families for the Marvel movies. Because they've been making billions of dollars off the Marvel. Now these families are suing because they want money and Disney wants to fight it. I say give them the credit. Give them the money. Disney's yep. not going to go broke because they give some millions of dollars to these families. It Greed. Greed well, kills. If I learn anything, if I learn anything as a kid, greed kills. Do you know how many times I died in Mario trying to get all the coins and would yep. die? Greed kills. Do not just get what you can. And move along, just like yeah, Aaron. like what Aaron was saying about how how does Disney get the rights to everything? Maybe Disney can bu- buy out Sean Cunningham and bring Friday the Thirteenth. It'd be funny to see a Friday the Thirteenth made by Disney. Well, that's why we're getting that Pooh horror movie because Disney Disney still has the rights to their Winnie the Pooh, but Pooh in general is now public domain. So you know Nina Hartley can be in a Pooh movie now. So anybody can make a Pooh movie. But Disney yeah. will always own their image, but now it can go anywhere. And we're going to see that happen a lot for older stuff. Nowadays, with yeah, the wasn't that, stuff, was there a Banana Splits uh, horror movie too? Yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was good. I bought it. I didn't buy the physical. I bought it on Voodoo, but I liked it. I thought it was good. It's like a, it was like, you know, the Banana Splits meets Five Nights at Freddy's. So I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was good. I'll but have to this, watch that. Yeah, I don't know if I like the Pooh movie, but if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. Do I think it's a weird idea? Yeah, but you know, weird things what? could end up working. Working. Well, out I hope right. I hope Pooh uh, murders Eeyore or eats Piglet because you know that to be yeah, a good yeah. bacon. Good bacon for the breakfast if you kill Piglet. Yeah, but it's a it's a good. But I did want. I wanted if if, if 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 Michael J could put up some of the other pictures just to give people the idea of the different views of video stores, you know, like three yeah. or four of those photos I sent, and just so people can be like, oh, okay, because you know, I don't know some people might be yeah. watching it and never step foot in a video store, so I know some of our younger viewers, you're like, there's one, you can see that it's alive, yeah, see. They still had some popcorn and some snacks and a little standee, but it was it looked like you could tell that's a smaller store. 
Hey, Mike, what, what about RS video? <laughs> I had I had to get onto your Kevin Smith uh, fetish. Yeah, I like to see if I can push his buttons when I bring up Kevin Smith because I know how he feels. I watched him and I watched his episode where he uh, really tore into him. Yeah, there's Was that the, the one with that uh, Joey T. Yeah, where he's yeah. like, you know, he 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 wished that that something I don't remember exactly what. What Michael J said, but something about he wished the heart attack had killed him. Or something. I said, I wish the Widowmaker would have killed him. Yeah, so so I know he has a very bad, you know that that's some brutal that's some brutal that's a brutal comment right there. So we know yeah. they're you know the, you know the, the dark side. The hate is strong in Michael J. Well, I know that, that you don't. I know you don't like Kevin Smith, Mike. But what is what's the video store that? Uh... He wanted to go to rent his videos, even though he worked in a video store. Big choice. He yes, big choice. Video and he wanted to go to Big Choice. Yeah, yeah. Here's my thing with Kevin Smith. This is how I personally feel. Do I love Clerks? Do I love Clerks the Anime? Do I love his early stuff? The only thing I didn't like, I didn't really like Chasing Amy because I don't like girly stuff. Um, so I didn't like Chasing Amy. You know, I didn't like the thing he did with Ben Affleck where his dad was a garbage man or whatever. But his early stuff I liked. The problem with him is he let all the, I believe he let all the success turn him into a Hollywood guy. And the moment yeah. he became a Hollywood guy, that's when it just all turned to shit to me. Don't be a Hollywood guy. I know it, it's tempting, but just don't do it. But dude's got his own Funko Pop. So he's like, he's a Hollywood guy now. It's yeah. plain and simple. Plain yeah. and simple. I think the last movie I liked by Kevin Smith was uh, Red State, his first horror movie. Uh, I, I thought haven't, it was I haven't a, seen that one yet. <clears throat> well, he got John Goodman to play in it, so uh, you know I'm I'm a big John Goodman fan, and uh, it kind of plays on the whole David Koresh kind of storyline, uh, you know, where there's like a cult, and so I I thought he did a a good attempt for his for, first uh, horror movie. Um, so you like John Goodman? See, I, own, yes. I have I have every episode of Roseanne on DVD. I love that show. I thought he was yeah. great in it. I'm st- I, I'm st- I still watch the Connors. So one of my favorite. I watched the Connors too. One of my favorite. There's two things that I like that he did. He did. I, of course, I liked him in Thirteen Cloverfield Lane because he played a real psychopath. And I really liked him in a movie. It's a very not a lot of people probably even remember it, but there was a music video for it called "By the Talking Heads." called the wildlife and yes. john goodman john goodman sings in it because he was in the movie i don't yeah. i think i don't know what the name of the movie was but it's a really weird movie i rented it. it was another vhs rental but it was a very very good movie i cannot remember the name of it i'd, I'd have to look it up but the talking heads had that wildlife in it that that john goodman movie that was the first movie i seen him in and, you know, I remember seeing him in the music video because all the stars from the movies were lip syncing the, the song in the video. And I remember, you know, he had gotten thin because John Goodman's gone big, thin, big, thin, big, thin. But, you know, yeah. John, yeah, John Goodman's a really good actor. He I was he was in the sequel to the Blues Brothers. And I felt almost bad for him because while I think he had a good performance, he was trying to step into the shoes of John Belushi. And yes. and. To me, John Belushi's top five of all time to me. Like, and 
as much as he really tried in that movie, and that movie really was a flop. But I thought he actually played a good role. And if there was never a movie called The Blues Brothers, and he was like in the original, I thought it, I thought it would have been a good movie. But the because biggest... he, but because he had to step into that shadow, you know, I I always like, uh, Belushi would have been better. Uh, Belushi would have done this. Uh, Belushi would have done that. My biggest problem, to be honest with you, with Blues Brothers Two, was the kid. I didn't like the addition of the kid. The kid. No, me neither. I could. I was fine with everything else. You know, I heard people grumbling. Oh, there's a black guy in it. Blah blah blah. It, I didn't like the kid. Yeah, but kid I, I like that. I like that actor though, Joe Morton. Oh, he's awesome. Did yeah, you ever watch him? Did you ever watch him on that show? It was on Sci-Fi Channel called Eureka. Yes. Yes, see, he was a mad scientist who built things, you know. But he owned the gas station. Yeah, Joe Morton is an awesome actor. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so, so I had no problem with that. I did have a problem with the kid because I think the kid made it a watered down movie. Yeah, took the kid yeah. out. Throw an R rating on it. It oh. might have been a little better. You weren't yeah, gonna I, be. You I even gonna, thought the music was good. The music yeah. was really good. You weren't. You just. You weren't gonna get the same feel uh, as the original. It just. It needed. You know. I just. The original just, I loved it, you know. I, I Right now, I'm envisioning all those kid, all those people in the street when Ray Charles is singing, playing the piano, and yes. Blues Brothers dancing, everybody on the streets dancing, shake your tail feather. That Yeah, that that movie's a staple. Blues Brothers is like classic, it's a classic gold. It's like, it's awesome. But, but just like Hollywood does everything, there'll probably be a Blues Brothers remake. I hope Dan Aykroyd puts a stop to that because i think he i think he actually still own i don't think he sold the rights to the blues brothers i think he owns it so hopefully he'll be like nope nope yep. that would be you know because i don't know i don't know it could i don't think a remake would do well because blue as much as i like the music i don't think that kind of music is going to catch on now i don't think the blues I don't know don't, they just released the Elvis movie, so I don't know. But it's Elvis. True. Know? I mean, I'm, I don't know. In this day and age, something I might think, oh, this isn't going to be successful because the times have changed. You know, like we'll never get another All in the Family. I'm just, yeah. we'll never, Archie Bunker's dead. He'll never be brought back. Or Mr. Jefferson, he'll never be brought back because of the times we're in. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how the kids Bo, nowadays Bo, Bo will and take. Bowen Luke. And, and, yeah. and that's the thing about the, uh, the Dukes of Hazard. That was the least racist show I've ever seen, but people think it's bad and this, that. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, people talk about buying TV shows, but they don't remember, you know, us guys. Do you remember the very first – there was two television shows that I – there was this movie club, and Star Trek The Next Generation and MASH, you could get them on VHS. And they, yes. like the first one was a penny, and then after that, you had to buy so many for like uh, twenty. Was it like was it Columbia House? It it was Columbia House, but it was specifically for Star Trek, and one was specifically for Mash. Yeah. And it would be like thirty dollars or twenty. Like after a while, they were they, they would go up in price, but we were paying close to thirty dollars for a VHS tape of a show that had like four episodes on it because yeah. the VHS tapes were small. And to keep the quality of the episode good, you could only get like four episodes on a VHS. But you yeah. were paying a fortune for it. It's like VHS wasn't cheap. I the first time I lost a movie, and they were like, "Oh, that's eighty dollars." I was like, 
uh, excuse me? Like, yeah, we get our movies from our distributors, 80 bucks. I was like, I got to pay $80 for this movie. Yep. But you couldn't buy VHS movies. The first, If I recall correctly, the very first VHS movie that you could buy for a reasonable price was Top Gun. Yeah. Because they made a big deal. All the stores had these huge, you know, it was like $20 for Top Gun. And they had these displays in every store I'd go to. Walmart yep. it had a big display. Because we had Walmarts down in the south, you know, before I think they came up here. But it was like, it, it was like, it was, you know, but before that, if you wanted, you could go to a video store and be like, hey, I want to buy a copy of this movie. They'd get out this book. They'd go through it. Okay, this movie's $89.99, but oh, I don't want to buy this movie. But yeah, then I don't want it that bad. Right. And that's why I bought the, you know, did the two dubbing. And then when the macro vision came out, I had to do my thing. But, you know, there's an episode, me and Michael J did an episode on that. It explains about all the macro vision stuff. But there was all, if there's a will, there's a way. If you don't want to yep. pay for it, you're always going to find a way to get it. Yep. And but I don't, well, I don't condone pirating per se, but when something goes out of print and there's licensing issues, if you're yep. going to go online and find it, more power to you. Because it's not our fault we can't get it. It's you guys' fault for being greedy and fighting about exactly. it. Um, and then like video games, I have no problem with people downloading ROMs and stuff because the video, at least movies, okay, when it comes to Hollywood, at least they do try their best to preserve stuff. I mean, you got yeah. 4K of The Godfather, all these old classic movies, Apocalypse Now. At least they're trying to preserve old classic movies where video games, they don't care anymore. So yep. they're not – video game companies aren't preserving their own history. So you got to – you know, it's got all the pirates online have to preserve it because there's a lot of good classic video games you can't get anywhere anymore. Yep. So you got to go online. It's just, you know, and I don't feel guilty downloading uh, an old video game. I just don't. No, no I don't feel so, bad either. So, but yeah, but yeah, the video store, man, I just – I miss it. I miss it. it. Makes me sad. I'm probably gonna go when we're done. I'm probably gonna go cry. You know, put yeah, my head in the pillow. I know. Cry. I know. I am. So I'm getting a little, getting a little choked up because I gotta. We gotta end this episode, and it's like I'm sad because you know I just. It was a great thing. E e even getting the overpriced candy and hey, the first time I was introduced to microwave popcorn was the video store. You know, um, I because I said back had, in the. You, you had to say popcorn. <laughs> Because uh, we used to the video store that my grandfather took us to, they had the Jiffy Pop, and it was just this metal handle on an aluminum tray, and you took the lid off, and it would expand on your stove, and then you just open it up, and you could eat the popcorn right out of the Jiffy thing. And, and before, before we go, I got one story. But go ahead, finish yours. But I, I missed that, and then I know we went one year, and I'm like, "What are these?" He goes, "That's microwave popcorn, son." I said, "So you just cook it, pipe it in the microwave?" Yep, just. Take it out of that little bag, put it in your microwave, and you, you you'll see. So my grandfather bought it. It was like three or three for a dollar, and uh, I had pop, and it was delicious. It was delicious, you know. It when it was yep. quicker, so you know, I owe a lot to the video store. I owe a lot to the video store. So my my first legal job because I've been working since I was actually like ten, but you know, on the books, my first legal job was uh, I worked at a video um, a um, theater. And my job was to make popcorn for six hours straight. That was my oh, only man. job. We <laughs> had a pop. We had a popcorn room. You, you drop the kernels into this giant machine. The machine does all the work. 
You come back in like 15 minutes, it's done. You have to lift up this thing, pour all the popcorn into a bag, tie the bag up, and then do like six more. Wow. Uh, yeah, so uh, the only cool perk to this job was I was right next to the projection room. So uh, when I, whenever I was taking a break, I'd walk through the projection room and sit on the stool and watch the movie through the through the projection room. And when I was bored, I would start making animals on the screen. <laughs> wow. And, and you hear people yelling, stop that shit! We're, we're paying good money for this! And I'm sitting there making, like, rabbit ears. <laughs> uh, well, needless to say, I got fired from that job, but I after so. Rob, <clears throat> yeah, after uh, I went home, my mom would have popcorn sitting on the table. I was like, Get that shit out of my face. <laughs> I didn't eat popcorn again for another 10 years at, because of that job. Because wow. making popcorn for six straight hours, four times a week. I would have ate most know. of it. I would yeah. I would have ate most of it and got fired for eating it. Yeah, true. I should have done that. No, I know we're getting ready to wrap it up, but I got a question for Poe since it popped yeah. up that he's still on here. And I'm curious. This is probably going to be a little inappropriate, but I'm sure he can handle it. I watched that hot seat with him and his wife, and they did a spectacular job. Cripple Cody did they a spectacular did. job. But I got to say, Poe, you have the most beautiful wife, dude. Did she lose a bet? Is that is that how this happened? Did she lose a bet? Because the like, beautiful woman, beautiful woman. So I just got to know. Did she lose a bet? You got to tell me. Inappropriate, maybe, but inquiring minds want to know. So Yeah, and, and I'm going to be more sentimental than my host here. But I, I meant what I said about. Uh, <laughs> he said, <what> "Yep." <laughs> I meant what I said about you guys' support for your kids. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, your kids are your kids are lucky, but I think you guys feel like you're luckier. So, I'm going to take the high road when it comes to this. <laughs> I just like to. I like. I, I like poking fun at Poe. It's great. I know. It's great. I, I I like people with sense of humors. You know, yeah. I don't want you stick in the mud. People get agitated me. Oh, you shouldn't say that. Oh, that's too sensitive. You'll hurt right. my feelings. You know, I apologize before I ask, but I still ask because, you know, I got a great sense of humor and it's dark sometimes. It's dark. You know, it's dark. But well, uh, if, if things know. keep up, they're going to rename the station the Rabbit and Poe Network. That's fine. That's fine. You know, that's fine. I'm waiting for him to have a shirt because. I want a shirt. The Nerdwell's hat is cool and all, but I want a shirt. Like, we got to get somehow and get a picture, you know, Poe Christ, one of the Poe pictures, and put it on a damn shirt. I still have a bunch of my shirts. I have. Uh, I'd, I'd wear it. I would wear I, it. In I, ha heartbeat. I have the. I have the Father Mahoney's House of Horror shirt, and I have the Crossing the Streams with Robin Cody shirt. So, mm -hmm. in Poe we trust shirt. Yes. Uh, yes. With a yes. dollar bill. And Poe's yes. faith is in the middle. Yes, I would I would wear it. And when people come to me and say, who's Poe? I'm going to be like, you don't deserve to know who Poe is. So freak off, buddy. Because How dare you say this? Piece of shit. But it, it, it can't have the Poe shirt, can't have the Poe stash. Because Poe now looks like he's ready to go hang out with Nina Hartley. So... A shirt without the mustache. Yeah, he's got this. He's got that seventies porno look going. Yeah, it's like where's the Starskin Hutch car? Because you know he's you know he's ready. So 
It, when I see Poe with that mustache, all I hear is chicka chicka baka pa chicka 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 down ass down down. You know, like you know some of that seventies yeah. music, like you know when uh good old uh you know who, I can't remember that guy. Uh, Shut your mouth! I'm just talking. Hey, Shaft, Shaft, Shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah He's Shaft. White Shaft, bitch. Yeah, White Shaft. There was a movie. I don't know if you've seen Cracker it. it was- Shaft. Cracker Shaft. Cracker Shaft. Yeah, Cracker Shaft. Do you remember the movie? It was funny. It was a Wayans Brothers movie. It was uh, I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Yeah. And that guy had a band behind him. He goes, what's with the band? He goes, that's my theme music. That's what, with Poe and that stash, that's what he needs. He needs theme music. Yeah. 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 But one, one thing before we go, I want to plug is uh, I sent you the trailer for the Sawyer Massacre. And what did you think about that? Do I put on that? I put. I want to see it. I for a fan film, it looked really good, and it it made me want to see it. I'm I'm very interested. Some fan stuff I'll see trailers for, and I'll be like, yeah. eh. But this one actually, it it looked it. It's a shame. It. I'm going. I'm being honest. From just a trailer, it's a shame he can't put this out there and make some money off of it because it looks yeah. really, really freaking good. I mean, it, you know, the, the acting looks good. It, it just, I think it looks good. And I, and I hey. do look forward to seeing it. And I'm going to jump on what Aaron said on an episode a while ago, how, how someone like Steve Merlo, who is a small time director could get a movie back to Texas instead of uh, Hungary. And, how does that happen? Like a, a big movie company gets the rights to Texas Chainsaw and films in Hungary. Here comes this small-time director who manages to make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Texas. It's if if I'll give you a little teaser. If you want to hear Poe's real thoughts on the new trailer for Swinger Massacre, subscribe to Patreon, people, because it gets okay. good. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Not in a good way, people. Not in a good way. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I still want to see it, though. I still want to see it. I, I'm not an insider like Poe, so I don't know all the political stuff going in the background. Just as somebody who likes horror movies, I'm interested. I'm interested. So not. I don't want Poe mad at me. So I'm just going to say. Well, he just, he just laughed. So. <laughs> so I'm interested. I'm very interested in it. But, you know, so. But I do want to see it. It does. To me, it looks good. But like I said, I don't know, you know, I don't know the insides and outs and all that Indiegogo stuff. You know, I just know a little bit of it. But, you know, Poe's the expert on that. And, you know, but and I'm going to so. I'm going to plug my uh, YouTube channel really fast. Uh, go to uh, YouTube and uh, type in Father Mahoney. And I, I, I post pretty daily and uh, I'm almost up to 700 videos now. So uh, subscribe to that. If you TikTok. want to see someone, if you see want to see somebody like all drunk headbanging to music, Paul, like I said, Paul still wants me to get an OnlyFans. So, yeah, naked air band. I'd I'd be pro- I'd probably be the only subscriber, but hey, I'd be the only subscriber. But you got your TikTok. You you hit a milestone yes. the other day. You hit a milestone. You need to tell the people. Yeah, I oh yeah, I hit uh one thousand four hundred subscribers. After you hit 1,000, you can actually start doing live videos and making money. So um, it depends on how good your content is. Like, I really don't have a theme for my live yet. I think my theme's going to revolve around uh, promoting and doing, like, my, my horror stuff in the background. Uh, so I'm going to, like, show people all my autograph stuff. Every, everything's autographed in my walls. And, 
I mean, I wish uh, I had your look. I, I, I got a YouTube channel, Grandpa the Nerd, and uh, I've got 13 subscribers. So it's like, you know, you're, 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 uh, well, I, people, I, people want to see years, you. They obviously yeah. don't want to see me. Yeah, but this is 10 years. And I only have 207 uh, subscribers on YouTube. And so uh, the YouTube one hasn't really taken off. I mean, I still do because I love it. But, uh, you know, my TikTok people yeah, have started to subscribe. You know, them TikTokers love you. They love you. Yeah. You want to plug only, anything? Yes, I'm going to plug uh, the Sci-Fi Sideshow, B-Movie TV, uh, Sundays at 8. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's Poe. But either way, you lose. I mean, either way, it's good. And uh, Poe's getting a lot better at this editing thing. And, he, you know, I'll be watching these videos. They crack me up, the things he's doing now. So watch the Sci-Fi Sideshow, Sunday at 8 yeah. on B-Movie TV, only on Roku. And on and on Saturday, hold on. And on Saturday, I do the music moment. It's a filler show, and yep. uh, it's a great show. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's great. I'm saying it's great, but I'm I'm biased here. But it's uh it's on. It's the filler, and that's uh, every Saturday. Um, I haven't hit a rerun yet, so it's all been new, yep. and uh, you can't miss it if you watch because it's going to be in between the movies. And then uh, I have my grandpa the nerd on YouTube, so uh, which. It's kind of boring, but if you want to peruse it, you can. If you want to subscribe, you can make me happy or not. It's okay, but uh, that, that's all I got. That's all I got to plug. So. And and as as well, guys, to watch all the other shows here on the Rabbit and Red Radio Network, yes. subscribe to that Patreon. There's two tiers. Yeah, where's uh, the Patreon the, link? Patreon link. Yeah. Pick, pick the tier that is best for you, but like join our family because without you, we're nothing. So uh, yes. It's but we have some a- awesome. We have shows for everybody on this network. Yeah, so. and it's all the, the lowest tier is two dollars, and the highest tier is five. But even at two dollars, I mean, two dollars yeah. a month. That's not. I mean, two dollars a month. That's you know, you can even get a double cheeseburger for less than two dollars. So you know, donate. There it is. Rabbit and Red Radio Network One Patreon.com backslash. It's right there. Like I said, two dollars ain't much. And everything's still going to stay free, but there's going to be there's a lot of stuff on the Patreon that you don't want to miss. It's great. It's great. I, yeah. Even I subscribe to Patreon so I could watch all that stuff, uh, the Nerdy Wells, all that stuff back. You know, all the stuff off the air stuff. It's great. It's great. You need to, yeah. you know, two dollars. Give it a try. You, you yeah. won't be sorry. You won't be sorry. For two dollars, it's less than uh, Cripple Cody's uh, pounding a dew. So. So with that being said, I guess that's it. Who knows what we'll talk about next time? Probably some MTV, maybe a drive-in. Who knows? But we'll be and Rob will uh, we'll discuss it and figure it out. And I don't know when, yeah, we, so- we'll, when we'll be back, but, you know, we'll be back at some point because oh, we like Mike. doing this. Mike, come in for a second. Yes, I'm here. What What's the uh, next show coming up for our viewers? Mm, I think after this one, uh, the next one will be near Duels on Monday. I think. Okay. And that's it. And then Tuesday is Mind Jacked, and Wednesday is Rabbit and Red. Yeah. And then you got some. Ex- you got some exclusive stuff dropping soon. Um. Poe has his first Patreon exclusive show dropping Sunday. 
I think that's dropping Sunday. Not 100% sure on that, but I think it's dropping Sunday. And uh, there's some other stuff in the pipeline that should be dropping soon as well. Okay. Yeah, me and Poe got another Film Junkies coming up hopefully soon, whenever the two of us can work figure it out. It's going to be a great episode. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's going to be a great episode. So you'll need to hang out, hang on for that. But, um, hey, uh, do you, uh, Michael, do you know when, uh, is Killer Queens coming back? Um, Killer Queens is on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but okay. I believe I don't know when it's coming back, but I'm I'm gonna assume September, but I do not know for sure. Okay, okay. But I will keep everyone posted, and everyone will know as soon as I do. Okay, all right. Yeah, like I said, uh, people, we have shows for everybody. If you like horror movies, if you like screwiness from the new Wells, if you like uh, film talk, you got film junkies. We got the Killer Queens. I mean this. If you just go to rabbitandred.com and you can check out all the names of our shows, see what see what is uh is good for you and uh subscribe cuz uh there's, two bucks. There's, yep, there's something for everybody on this network and it's awesome. And I like the Nerdwells. I love the Nerdwells cuz they got they got Normal Cody on there and Normal Cody's like the best part of Nerdwells. So Yes. Normal Cody, remember that. He's the star. Poe thinks he's the star, but he's not. Yeah. One day we need a, a show with the two Cody's, though. Yes. Yes. So, well, that's all I got. So, if you don't got anything else, I guess uh, Michael J can hit the button. And uh, I think I think Michael J can roll the roll the end.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.